0: Prayer is conversation with God. This definition was given by Clement of Alexandria, who lived in the late second century. Now, last week, we talked about how prayer is rooted in relationship. And this week, I want to consider how it grows up into this conversation with God. And though a definition like this sounds simple, All of us know that prayer can be really hard. So I want to start at the most basic level, not even prayer necessarily, but just conversation and talking in general. Now, how did you learn to talk? How did you learn to talk? What were your first words? Now, I imagine probably most of you don't actually remember uh, learning how to talk and, and probably don't even remember what your first words were. But for those of you who have children, you might remember their first words. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do, do you remember how they started learning to talk? Well, I asked this question to the Stevens and uh, they, they shared some stories about their daughters. So I want to share those with you. Take a look. So Drew was asking us what our girl's first word was. Uh, Do you remember, Corrine, what Evie's first word was?
1: Yeah, Evie's first word was dog. I double-checked in her baby book. Uh, She used to spend a lot of time at my mom's house when she was little, and my mom had a dog. I think that's where she picked it up. Do you remember um, Mary's first word?
0: Yes, um, she used to say "dada" or "dada dada dada dada," and to be honest, early on, I didn't think it was actually a first word; it was just random sounds. But I learned she uh, would only say it when I was around, or in reference to me, or um, something to do with me, so it was associated with me in some way or another. Right. Do you remember what Ava's first word was? I'm
1: I'm pretty sure Ava's first word was nine Um She started saying that about nine months old and she only says it when she's really, really, really tired. Um, like when she's just desperate to go to sleep, she'll say, night, night, <laughs> <laughs> <Nine,
0: nine. laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> she also says, um, hi. Right. Sometimes and waves her hand.
1: If someone is saying hi to her and waving, she'll do it right back. Yep. It's our kids' first words. Mm-hmm. And just funny things that kids pick up and say randomly, um, when Evie was little, I was in nursing school. She was probably three years old or so, two, three years old. And uh, somehow she picked up the word oxidation and she would run around all the time saying, it's time for oxidation. She'd get really excited about it. I don't know why she picked up on that. Um, and Mary will copy Literally anything anyone says, usually the last couple words of a sentence, she'll just repeat it all the time. So you have to be careful what you say around (laughs) (laughs) two-year-olds.
0: Thank you to Matt and Kareen for sharing these stories. (laughs) Be careful what you say around two-year-olds, right? But why is that? Well, it's because they're learning how to talk. They are rapidly picking up a vocabulary by listening to everything you say. You see, this is how we learn to talk. Every single one of us learned how to talk by listening to the voices of our parents and caregivers or the voices of our older brothers and sisters. We learn our vocabulary by listening. But we don't only learn how to talk by listening we also learn how to talk by talking right i love that story about mary's first words what began as as random babbling da 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 became eventually a a meaningful word dada right this is how all of us learn how to talk we hear the words of others and then we make them our own words now, shifting back to prayer, I want to suggest that this is exactly how we learn to pray, too. Too often we think that someone just gets baptized, you know, they're born again, and then they should just immediately have this amazing prayer life, right? But no baby comes out of the womb talking. And I think no Christian is really able to pray without a little bit of learning and practice. Richard Foster, who's written about all kinds of spiritual disciplines and and has a whole book about prayer, he, he writes that real prayer is something that we learn. And he points out that in Luke chapter 11, the disciples actually come up to Jesus and ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he describes his own experience of this realization that prayer is something that we learn. He says, it was liberating to me to understand that prayer involved a learning process. I was set free to question, to experiment, even to fail, for I knew I was learning. So prayer takes learning, just like talking takes learning. And we learn how to pray the very same way that we learn how to talk by hearing the words of others and then making them our own words and this is exactly the pattern that we see in the prayers of the early church so open up your Bible to Acts chapter 4 Acts chapter 4 verse 23 Acts 4 23. Now, many of you are familiar with the beginning of Acts, right? Just two weeks ago, we talked about Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples, and Peter stood up to preach to all who were present, and about 3,000 people were baptized and started following Jesus on that day. Then, In Acts 2.42, it describes what that early Christian community was like. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And so they were a community devoted to prayer. But what was their prayer like? What kinds of prayers did they pray? Well, we get a glimpse into the prayers of the early church church. In Acts chapter 4, where we're going to be reading today. Now, between chapter 2 and chapter 4, we see Peter and John continuing to preach and proclaim Jesus among the people. And they end up catching the attention of the Jewish authorities, who think they are committing a a kind of blasphemy. The authorities arrest them and question them, but end up letting them go. And then chapter 4 verse 23, picks up right after this. So, let's read. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Hear the word of the Lord. After they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth the sea, and everything in them. It is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and And Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh Lord. Thank you for being a God who lovingly teaches us how to pray. I ask that as we consider the words of your scripture, that you would sharpen our minds and soften our hearts, that we might know you and love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so prayer is something that we learn the same way that we learn to talk, by hearing the words of others and making them our own. And that is exactly what we see the early church doing in this passage that we've just read. In verse 23, Peter and John are released by the authorities and they head back to their friends and tell them everything that happened. And then in verse 24, Their very first response is to pray. It says, when they heard it, they raised their voices together to God. But then, how do they pray? As they actually begin to speak to God, where does their vocabulary of prayer come from? Well, they begin by addressing God. It says, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them. Now, when you hear this, you should immediately recognize a a little bit where some of this way of talking about God comes from. Right? How does the Bible begin? God made the heavens and the earth. Right? So, So they've learned to talk to God by listening to the words of scripture. But but there's more, right? They're not only quoting from scripture, they're not just quoting Genesis 1, uh, they're also following the example of others who have gone before them, others who have prayed before them. See, this prayer is very similar to uh, prayers from Hezekiah in 2 Kings verse 19, or uh, a prayer from Ezra in Nehemiah 9, or, or a verse in Psalm 146. Each one of these begins, Lord who made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. Right? See, they didn't just make this up. They learned these words. Just like Evie shouting oxidation, right? Or, or Mary repeating the last words of a sentence. These are words that early Christ followers had learned in prayer, and are now using in their own prayers. And so then, after they address God with these words that they have learned, what do they say next? Well, in verse 25 and 26, they quote straight from Psalm 2. Why did the Gentiles rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand. And the rulers have gathered together against the Lord, against his Messiah. Once again, their prayer does not come from nowhere. They learn to pray by listening to prayers. They address God with words that that were used by other leaders of God's people. They continue their prayers with words from the Psalms. And then in verses 27 to 30, they make those words their own. They apply it to their current situation, and they ask God for boldness. And after they finish praying, in verse 31, it says, The place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So this little scene in Acts chapter 4 gives us one of the earliest glimpses of what praying was like for followers of Jesus. And we can see that their prayer did not just spring up out of nowhere, but rather it was steeped in listening to the words of other prayers and making those words their own. This is how the early church learned to pray, and this is how we learn to pray too. So I want to take a little bit of time to explore some of the ways that we can steep ourselves in words of prayer. How how we can learn to pray and and hopefully expand our prayer vocabulary. So let's consider some of the prayers we can steep ourselves in. I want to consider three different things. The the prayers of the Old Testament, the prayers of the New Testament, and then also the prayers of the church church. Throughout history. Alright. That's what I want to consider together. So first. Prayers of the Old Testament. Now there are all kinds of places to go. There are great examples of prayer. In the stories of Abraham. And Moses. and, And other recorded prayers. In the kings and the prophets. But the quintessential place to go. Is the book of Psalms. Psalms truly is the prayer book of the Bible, right in the middle of the Bible, right in the middle of the Bible, there are 150 ready-made prayers to pray, to steep in, to learn from. And the prayers of the Psalms cover every posture of the heart that you can imagine, right? There are Psalms of praise and rejoicing, There are psalms of lament and confession. There are psalms of of intercession and thanksgiving. No matter what you are feeling, there is bound to be a psalm to match it. Everything is welcome in prayer to God, and we see this clearly displayed the book of psalms now i don't have time to give an in-depth analysis of how exactly to use the psalms in prayer but i do want to point out a few things is that we have a long history of examples of praying the psalms first jesus prayed the psalms psalms is the book of the bible that jesus quoted from the most Psalm one eighteen is sung as Jesus enters Jerusalem. Jesus prays Psalm one seventy five or uh, Psalm seventy five in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then on the cross, Jesus prays the very first verse of Psalm twenty two, and with his very last breath, Jesus prays a line from Psalm thirty one. Jesus prayed the Psalms. Second, the early church prayed the Psalms too. Right, We just saw that in our passage today. But we also see it through the rest of the New Testament. Paul regularly quotes the Psalms in his letters. And Peter quotes the Psalms in his first letter. The book of Hebrews is just gushing with references to the Psalms. It is all over the place in the New Testament. See, it's clear that the early church prayed the Psalms based on just how much we see them throughout the whole New Testament. And then third, the church has historically prayed the psalms often. Early monasteries would pray through the entire book of psalms in a week. Churches throughout history have often read and sung psalms in their worship gatherings. This is why we often begin our worship time together with a psalm reading. So one of the places to go and learn how to pray is the psalms. Go there and pray. Let this big book of prayers at the heart of our scriptures inform the vocabulary of your prayer. Regularly steep yourself in the language of the psalms, and you will become a person who knows how to pray. Now, the Psalms is one place to go to learn how to pray, but there are plenty of prayers to learn from the New Testament as well. Perhaps the most obvious one is the Lord's Prayer, right? Whenever Jesus' disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray, these are the words that he gave them. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. and You know how the rest of it goes. These words were given by Jesus to teach his disciples how to pray. We want these words to teach us, so that's why we pray it together every week. And these words of the Lord's Prayer remind us that prayer is rooted in relationship as we pray to God, our Father, but also pray for forgiveness between ourselves and others. These words also remind us To keep our sights set on the kingdom of God as we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These words teach us how to pray. But even beyond the Lord's prayer, there are many other prayers throughout the New Testament. Last week, we spent our time looking at one of the prayers that Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3. But but most of Paul's letters have prayers in them. M- Paul often begins his letters with a prayer for the church that he's writing to. These are rich places to go and look and learn how to pray for the church and how to pray for the church's mission in the world. This, These beginnings of, of Paul's letters is, is an incredible place to go. A- another book that we find in the new Testament that's filled with prayers is the book of revelation. Now I know we don't often know what to do with revelation because it's filled with all kinds of, of strange images. But apart from all of those, if you actually flip through the book of revelation, you're going to see prayer after prayer of praise to God. Revelation is a book that is filled with prayer. It's a book filled with worship. Now, a lot of people think that Revelation is about the end of the world, and and it is, but not so much about the ending of the world, but rather the end goal of the world. The purpose of the world, the end goal of the world is to worship God. That's what Revelation is all about so read it and learn how to be a people of worship and of prayer. All of these scriptures are places where we can learn how to pray just like children learn how to talk. So, so we've just really quickly sped through and considered prayers in the Old Testament and some prayers that we can find in the New Testament, and that is probably enough to chew on for quite a while But I want to share another rich resource for learning how to pray, and that is 2,000 years of Christians who have prayed before you, as well as your fellow Christians who pray today. Children, right, do not only learn how to speak by listening to their parents, but also by listening to their older brothers and sisters, and we can do the very same thing as we learn how to pray. There are thousands of years of prayers that we can listen to and learn from, from the early monks who went into the desert to pray by themselves, on into the Middle Ages when church leaders compiled books of prayer for the whole church to use. There's a treasure trove of prayers throughout the history of the church to learn from. And so I want to invite you to tap in to this rich history that we come from and to learn from them. Soak your soul in these prayers over the course of church history and let the prayers of the saints who have gone before you inform and expand your own vocabulary of prayer. We learn to pray by listening to the words of others and making them our own. And that last part is crucial, making them our own. Some of you might think, uh, you know, you might be a little bit resistant to this idea of simply praying the Psalms or the Lord's Prayer or other liturgies from the church because it just feels empty and rote. And that's a fair criticism. Right? These kinds of prayers can become empty and rote, but they don't have to be. Right? They can be deeply charged with meaning. After all, in Acts chapter 4, the early church prayed a psalm, and that was anything but rote. The whole place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. They prayed a psalm, and the spirit moved. And the same thing can happen to us when we dig in to these ancient prayers and learn from them. You see, it's, it's the difference between the da-da-da-da-da-da and da-da, right? It's that moment that, that Matt described realizing that Mary wasn't just babbling nonsense, but was actually talking to him. And this is what it can be like for us. When we learn to pray from the book of Psalms or the letters of Paul or the liturgies of the church, then these prayers can become our own. And they can become the way that we talk to our Dada in heaven. So this is my encouragement to you. Don't feel like you need to be an awesome prayer warrior from the start. Let yourself learn how to pray. Take some time to experiment and try things out. Listen to the words of others and make them your own. Now you might be wondering, well, where in the world do I begin? I mean, The Psalms, uh, the prayers in the New Testament, learning about different books of prayer from the history of the church. And I mean, it can feel overwhelming uh, when you when you start thinking about all these different things. And there really are a ton of resources out there for learning to pray. And I'd love to tell you about some of my favorites, but I want to share one resource with you that I would like for all of us to try praying together for the rest of this month, right? In the past, I, I've had, you know, we've had little prayer booklets that we've compiled in order to journey together uh, as a church. And, and these have been really rewarding seasons of being connected to each other through prayer. Well, I don't have a booklet for you, but I do have a resource that you can access right now. It's simply called Common Prayer. Common Prayer. Common Prayer you can order a physical copy of the book but you can also view it online on their website or you can download an app onto your phone and the app even has a place where you can set reminders so to remind you to pray each day if you scroll down on this page you'll find links to all of these in the resource section where you can get the book uh, view the website or download the app on your phone it's called Common Prayer, all right? And this resource brings together really all of the things that we've talked about today into one place. And as a prayer for every day, and every morning there is a psalm to pray, there are some scriptures to read, and there's also a quote from, from some historical figure to, to meditate on and consider, along with some other written prayers to be praying It's a simple but a rich resource. And it also includes midday prayer and evening prayers, if you want to use those as well throughout your day. But I want to challenge you all with this each day. Pray with this each day. Use that morning prayer one every day and let these words teach you how to pray Steep. In these words, let them expand your prayer vocabulary. And as you pray them, know that you are not praying them alone, but you're praying them with the rest of the church and with others who use this prayer resource around the world. You know, Maybe you could even call up someone from church and say, hey, can we pray through this together? You can take turns reading passages from common prayer. However it is, I want us to use this together for the rest of the month as we continue to journey in what it is to pray. This is a great resource that I really want all of us to try to dig into. So let us listen to these words and then make them our own. And may we learn how to become a people of prayer. May it be so. Amen.